Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. So I fly a lot. Yep. There's two things right now that make me not want to get in an airplane. Can you guess what they are? One would be coronavirus. <laughs> not the other? No. Boeing. Oh. If you could have two bad things happen to the world of flight, it would be Boeing and coronavirus. Here's the only way it gets worse. Flying in a Boeing next to a guy with coronavirus. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. So we've got a jam-packed show, don't we? I mean, a lot's happened since last time we talked to you all. And it makes me wonder, by the time you hear this, what's going to have happened since then? Right. So let's just jump into it. None of this mamby-pamby stuff. Right. Don't you feel like I'm... Re- Whoops, I did it again. I feel like a real news anchor. It's like breaking news. <laughs> right. I feel like we're like a journalist now, but we're right. not. No. I mean, All right. So for those of you who don't know, we usually record on Wednesday evening. And it is Wednesday right now. And a lot has happened in the last 24 hours. And then we wonder by the time you hear this on Saturday... Or some of you Thursday of next week, depending, you know, because we're on in markets in Grand Rapids mm-hmm. and then up there in Ludington. Yep. Muskegon. Yep. And we're on AM. Yep. We used to make fun of the AM till I found out there was actually people who still listen to AM. So good for you, AMP. Actually, you know, with this coronavirus pandemic, you AM people might be our only listeners. Right. Because <laughs> the FM transmitters will be gone. Right. Oh boy, I'm gonna get fined by the. Uh, what, what? I don't know who even regulates the airwaves. Not the SEC. That's my FCC? business. FCC. FCC. They're like yes. you're inciting fear. So not any more than every other news station in the world right now. We are on the precipice. Big word. Precipice of a bear market right now. The Dow right. has officially gone into bear market territory. And we are in the middle of a health pandemic. And the S&P 500 has not. It is on the cusp. It's down, I think, 19, let's see, as of Wednesday night, the S&P 500 is down 
4% from its high. Right. The Dow is down 20.3. So do you know why? It's good for our listeners. Do you know why we call it a bear and a bull market? Honestly, I have no idea. It's a cool story. This is probably one of the cooler things in finance. The only thing I know about <clears throat> Wall Street is that they have a very giant bull statue in the middle of a sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bull market. It's <laughs> a bull market. More, and then we take. By the way, when the market's down, we take that one out and put a bear. That's you know a that? lie. That yeah. is total fabrication. But that's a nice try. There was a time when you would have <laughs> believed me. I've been married to you long enough to know when you're talking out of your rear end. Hey, you know this is a family <laughs> show, Vanessa. So no, we don't move the statue or the structure. Yeah, statue is right. Um, we call it a bull market because when a bull attacks, it gets down low and goes, and goes up. And a bear gets high and, and comes, comes down. down. That's why. So a bear market. That's actually a very benign reason why it's called that. Yeah, that's why. It's not very exciting. So a bear market is when, by definition, we're going to have a video later, by definition, is when the market closes 20% below a previous high. Okay. And one of our videos that we have, the the newscaster goes, the journalist goes, well, you know, we've had this before in 2015. No, we haven't. Right. She's like, it just was a whisker. That's wrong. It no. either did it or it didn't. It's by definition, if it closes 20% below a previous high, boom, that's what it is. Um, another weird rule we have, we in finance, we use something called BIPs. Remember yes. I was talking about this? So why do... Why do we use something called BIPs? Maybe you've heard of this before. Well, the market dipped 20 BIPs today. There's a 100 BIPs to 1%. Correct, which BIPs is basis points. Right. For oh. those of you who are not in finance. Thank you. Because, quite frankly, I did not know that until today. Yes, you did. No, because you don't. Everybody we that we talk about wrong, just calls wrong. them BIPs. And I was just like, well, I don't really know what that means, but it means something smart and studious, so basis points it kind of sounds to me like dots like the ice cream dots that i don't Dippin like dots yes yeah i always think of that the little dots bips oh, oh there's 100 yeah. bips to a cup <laughs> <laughs> so there's 100 bips <laughs> to one percent okay why do we use the word bips here's why a couple years ago my doctor wanted me to get on this um he said that apparently i had high blood pressure <laughs> i don't know he said i was a little high strung a, a little <laughs> You think? Completely <laughs> wrong. And he's like, you know, at the level of your blood pressure, this increases your rate of heart attack, a uh, possibility over the course of your life by 8%. I go, Doc, what would a normal risk be? And he goes, well, 2%. I go, so are you telling me that by not being on your blood pressure meds, I go from 2% to 10? Or are you telling me I go from 2% to 2.16? Is it like 2 plus 8 or 108% of 2? Right, and he goes. Well, it it went from two to two point one six. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to that medication then. Sorry. Right, not for that small percentage. Yeah, but it's an eight percent increase. And I'm like, well, more accurate would be to say it increased by sixteen basis points. Right. That he probably looked at you with a blank stare, like I have no idea what this guy's talking about right now. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're a finance guy. We love your kind. <laughs> That's why we use basis points in finance because it's more accurate. It's less ambiguous. Well, and it's not misleading. Right. Because it's easy. To I would have thought if somebody told me that my blood pressure went up by 8%, I would have thought that it went from 2 to 10. Exactly. That's what I would have thought. And that would have concerned me. Correct. Because it would have been like, why did it jump that high? 
So today we're going to talk about the bear market. What does it mean? Well, we've told you what it means. It means closing 20% below a previous high. Mm -hmm. Can you fix it? How do you prepare for it? You know, and that brings up something you said before the show. And that is, we've been telling you, I mean, not, I don't even know how to say this right. It's not, and I told you so, but we've been talking about this for a while now. It's the law. It was the law, and it may be. I think there's a chance that the S&P rebounds tomorrow. We'll see. And then we'll argue, well, the Dow was down, the S&P was up. We'll see. But it, nonetheless, even if they disqualify the Dow being below, piercing that level, just barely by a whisker, if you will, and we only focus on the S&P, we're still going to, at some point, end this bull market. Right. It's the longest bull market in the history of the U.S. stock market. For more than a decade. I mean, I was on Fox a few years ago, consistent enough, that the hosts knew our motto. Right. Which was short-term income. Long-term income. Then growth. Yes. Always in that chronological order. And don't ever risk your income dollars don't do it because you react emotionally different when you think you're risking your income dollars. Mm -hmm. So don't do it. And you had a coworker. Tell us that story real quick. Oh, I actually, I've got a new kid working for me. Oh, I say kid. He's in his 20s. <laughs> Feels like a kid to me. Anyways, we walked in to work this morning and he goes, so anybody got any money in the stock market? And I'm like, no, not really. I mean, Yes, obviously, with right, portfolios. Right. Four, things, yeah, four no, not really. Yeah. He goes, oh, so you're not feeling too bad this morning? And I said, no, not really. <laughs> and then he kind of looked at me and he goes, wait a minute, your husband's in finance. I go, yeah. And he goes, how much running around is he doing this morning? And I go, none. And he kind of looked at me and go, we've been planning for this for a few years now. <laughs> and right. he looked at me and I said, his clients are fine. Yeah, we've been telling everyone who will listen. I've been yelling it in here. Some of you listening, you're like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing. How many times on the radio have we said that a 40% loss, so peak the trough, right? Mm -hmm. That if I go back to 1960, I, I think it's averaged, and I, I could look it up. We've said it before, but roughly 36%. I go back to the 1920s, it's like 37%. I take the last three, it's about 45%. So peak the trough, we've told you for two years now to anticipate a 40% loss. That's the equivalent of watching Game of Thrones and listening to them for the first five seasons go, winter is coming. <laughs> or Jon Snow going, north of the wall! <laughs> but we Sorry. told you how many times a 40% loss is going to wipe away the last 70% of gains. Mm -hmm. And you know, I only feel bad for one couple, one client. A client I told this to two weeks ago. They agreed and set their appointment to make a change for... Today. Today. I'm going to give you that story when we come back because we figured a way to fix it for them. Um, and should you panic right now? The answer is no. Should you be making changes right now? No. The answer is yes. It's yes. It really is. Not in the way that most people would do it, though. Probably not. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hey, have you heard of the coronavirus? Yes, I have. And we're not talking about the one you get from the beer. We're talking about the one you get from big public events. Right now probably isn't the best time to attend one of these large meetings where some guy tells you why annuities are great and the stock market is bad. Because while the steak might look good, it's not worth the risk. 
Instead, we're willing for the first time to bring you in one-on-one. -on -one. Don't go to a big meeting and eat some steak that's been touched by who knows how many people. Instead, come inside to our controlled office. Here's what we'll do. We're gonna teach you about how to protect your money, teach you how to accomplish your goals, teach you how to maximize your social security benefits because that's what you want. Go online, legacyfinancialnetwork.com, set an appointment or call us, 616-589-4004, 616-589-4004, and set your individual appointment today. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. I know we have a lot to cover, but you can tweet at us if you so feel the need to. At hashtag coronavirus. No. <laughs> no. At Fireproof Show on Twitter. If you really want to hashtag the coronavirus, I suppose you can. Oh, I would love it if you add us, right? That's how you like include us in something. At Fireproof Show. Hashtag Twitter virus. No, that's wrong. Coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> oh, but anyways, ask us questions on Twitter. Now is probably a pertinent time to do so. All right. So we, as you know, we record early. We record at Wednesday. We've got a home studio. We record Wednesday evenings. Most of you are probably listening to this on Saturday, possibly Sunday. Then it gets aired on Thursday and Wednesday of the following week. Correct. A bunch of different stations all over West Michigan. It's really cool. I was on one station when this was me, and Vanessa comes on, and now we're on eight, two days, like eight, four days a week. Yeah. It, it, clearly, I'm the true, well, clearly, I'm the catalyst. Anyway. But. Let's so, get back into it because we're running. Well, we're not running out of time, but it's going to go faster than you think. We talked about Boeing. Yes. I've got bad news, everyone. <laughs> bad news, everyone. Why do I keep hitting that twice? <laughs> so Boeing. <laughs> Sorry. Worst day. Today, March 11th. Worst one day decline since 1974. That was one year after Monsanto. Did I say that right? Created the Roundup formula. I don't know what that is or who that is. You know what Roundup is? It's the cancerous uh, weed killer. Oh, I thought it was like... <laughs> kills your weeds and kills your inhabitants. <laughs> I thought it was a Roundup formula for like something to do with oh. flying. No. Like, do you hate your neighbors? Spray them with Roundup. They won't be there in 30 years. Anyway. All right. So, bear market. I, I told you I had a client that I, and I feel bad about this because... We had um, the bulk of their money protected from downside. Yep. And I was looking at it today with them. 80%, by the way, is safe. 80%, we call that green. When you come into our office, we call it green. 80% was green money, did not lose. Thank we goodness. We had 20% in red. Okay. Now, they are, I'm going off memory, late, I just saw them today, but I'm thinking late 60s. Okay. Maybe early 70s, but uh, if they're early 70s, they're a young 70. But they're, right. they're active, right? Yeah. So mathematically and from the book, we, we're more conservative than they should be. But here's the lie. Here's the problem with traditional finance. Mm -hmm. it tells you to ignore dollar loss and only concentrate on um, percentages. 
Okay. So we had one account. And it went down uh, twenty six. I remember this vividly. It went down twenty six thousand dollars in this two week period from when we said to reduce some risk. Because I told him, I said, "Hey, we haven't met for a year, but here's the deal: forty percent loss is going to wipe away seventy percent gain." What do you think about that? Wow, we don't like that. It was, that's right. exactly how it went. An hour later, we need to set an appointment. Okay, cool. Let's protect it. And of course, we missed the mark. Yeah. And so they said, "Well, is there anything we can do?" Yeah, I, I'm not saying this is what you should do. Well, you know what? I, I don't want to go into product because here's what happens when advisors or non-advisors like a Dave Ramsey who doesn't have an int- investment license has never, from what I can find, had an investment license and maybe at one point in his life for a very short period had an insurance license. Don't go down the rabbit hole. No, but they, they start talking product and then you people listen and go, that's the product I should have. No. That's wrong. I'm just going to say that here's the deal. They had an account that was 153000 No, I'm sorry, 173000 It went down to 146000 and we said, from here, the market's going to do one of three things. Tell me if this is right. Mm-hmm. It'll go up, it'll stay the same, go down. Up, same, down. That's right. it. Th- those are your only options. Okay, so we're going to move it safe, which is the exact contradiction of what they say to do right now. Like, why would you go safe now? You just had all this loss. So if we go safe right now, and the market goes up, and the market makes back the loss, this account is down like 18-ish percent. So it's going to make a little over 20 Right. I said, what if we put in a product that gets about a quarter of the gains of the market? It, it grossly underperforms the market. Right. Right? Um, between that and something else in this particular product, um, there, there's some other mechanics to it that I don't want to get into. It would take it, though, from the one... It went from 173 to 146. You with mm-hmm. me? That would take it back to 167. Okay. Hmm. That's not bad. No. Uh, $6,000 loss versus the 26 that we're at right now, right? Right. And if the market stays the same, we're still making about just a little under half of that loss back up. Mm-hmm. If the market goes down... You're losing. You're st- that's still good. No, this this thing won't go down oh, when the market goes down. You're still transferring. So you're, you're going to then... So if the market stays the same, you're going to tell me that, that it was a good choice because you have more than what you have today. Yep. If the market goes down, you're going to tell me this was a good choice because you have more than what you have today. Right. If the market goes up and recovers those losses, you'll have almost made those back up. Right. So... There are ways to do it, I guess is my point. Yes. And, and it's not some magical bullet. It's about being... Understanding rules. So we've talked about that. You like the game Cribbage, right? Yeah. You never count the cards, right? Don't get lost on the <laughs> rabbit hole. But our son, he's 12 years old. Yes. So he's 12 years old, pretty intelligent. Yep. So he's a pretty intelligent 12-year-old male. That makes him one word. Arrogant. Correct. He thought the moment he learned the rules... He he, could play by himself. He would win half the games. Because, Dad, I don't know if you know this, but it's a card game. That means it's a game of chance. Yeah. But You also make choices that reflect on that chance. But there's something called strategy. And so there are different tools you can use. But you have to be working with somebody who's been... If they weren't warning you about preparing for a downturn to begin with, then how on earth would they know the tools to fix it from here? Right. I mean, maybe I'm being closed-minded. I just don't see how they would know. Right. And there's another thing. I was talking to somebody today, somebody you and I know, a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. He's probably listening. This is going to get me in trouble. But he asked for my advice uh, about a month ago. And so we were talking today and I go, hey... (laughs) By the way, did you follow my advice? And he's like, nah. I'm like, what do you mean, no? He's like, yeah, I I didn't do it. 
and you could hear he's a little down, and he goes, but it's okay. I'm like, what? What do you mean it's okay? He goes, because, you know, Mike, I don't know if you know this, it's only a paper loss. I'm like, what kind of garbage is that? Right. He's like, well, you're an advisor. You've heard that before. I'm like, yeah, I've heard it, and I knew it was garbage when I heard it. It's a load of malarkey. It is. <laughs> don't use words that rhyme with our last name. Malarkey. And Marky. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious right now, Clark? Well, I can't be rude on the, on I, the I'm radio. Kidding. I'm so. giving you a hard time. So he, he says this, and I go, what a bunch of baloney, though. And he's like, really, dude, I'm trying to be optimistic. I go, good for you. But here's the deal. And some of you listening, I'm giving you this because you're hearing this now, too. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry. It's just a paper loss. You're fine. Really, you have the same number of shares you had today that you had yesterday. Right, but when it goes in the other direction, you go, "Oh, it's no big deal. It's just a paper gain." Yeah, you know, let's not get too excited <laughs> there, Mike. It's just a paper gain. It could be gone tomorrow. How many of your advisors have done that? You're like, "Hey, we're up twenty percent." They're like, "Oh, whoa, there." Let's uh, pull back the uh, pump the brakes. Yeah, pump the brakes and pull back the excited strings. That's uh, what we'd like to call in our business a paper gain. It's not real yet because <laughs> you have the same number of shares today as you had yesterday. Right. None. That's the unrealistic side of investment. So we said earlier, we, you know, we haven't changed this message now in over a decade. We've been saying this to anyone who would listen. Put into short-term income first, long-term income second, then growth. Always in that chronological order. Let's take our last break and then we'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com. We're back for the last segment of Fireproof Your Finances. It truly always is our pleasure. It goes by too quickly, especially today. Yeah. So we're talking about all things bear market, all things coronavirus. There's a bigger issue, I think, with coronavirus we're not talking about. Right. Here's a virus that we knew was highly contagious. Yes. And it's got, by definition, a low mortality rate. You'll hear it's 10 times more deadly or 30 times more deadly than common cold. Common cold, though, is has a 0.1% fatality rate, which means right. this is somewhere between one and three and a half. Everything I look at says about three and a half percent mortality rate. Okay. What if, though, what if this wasn't three and a half? What if it was 40%? That would be awful. The thing that we have to systematically question right now is we knew this was a highly contagious virus. Right. Granted, with a low mortality rate, we couldn't prevent it from reaching our shores. We couldn't prevent it from reaching our state. Right. We couldn't contain it in another country. Nope. 
So is this a warning sign for when it is something bigger? And is maybe that why the market is reacting the way it is? Could be. Um, I, I do want to say something. In, in the commercial breaks, we've talked a little bit about an offer we made as a firm. You know, the show is separate from our firm. But that, you know, there's a lot of these workshop, financial workshops. I get it. And they take you to a large group setting and then they feed you. Cool. It's a great meal. Is that a good idea right now, though? No. If you're concerned about coronavirus, the people we're talking to, your retirees, you're in the high-risk category. Now you're sitting in a group setting. You're being served a meal from somebody who could be you know, contagious, and it's being prepared by somebody who could be. It just seems to me like that's a, a bad risk right now. Right. But let's finish with a couple videos about the, the stock market right now. The first, it's actually one from, where is this from? Is it CNN? CNBC. So, so here, first is Liz Young from BNY Mellon. It's a 10-year bull market. Or we can look at the fact that we have touched into bear territory, depending on the index that you're looking at, a few times in that period. So I'm not convinced that we haven't already ended the bull market a couple times. If the definition is that we go into a bear market and we stay there for a while, then yes, I think that's very plausible here. Because if you look back at... Wait a minute, what the crud is that? What do you mean if, if the definition... Well, if the definition is that we lose 25% from, then we're not even in it. I mean, why make up a new definition? Right, no, the definition is if, is if you close 20% below yeah. the high mark, you're in it. There is a small group of economists that say if it ever is 20% below, um, even in an inner day, like it dips below 20 but recovers, then that technically could be. But by the definition of it closes 20% below a previous high, okay? Mm -hmm. By that definition, this is the longest bull market we've ever had. Right. When you use the interday thing, then there's others that were, you know, marginally, it, it skews a little bit. But no one has ever said, well, stays there a while. How ambiguous is that? What do you mean stays there a while? You know what I mean? I mean, that's right. not even... Ugh. All right. So... Are we in a bear market? By the definition of the Dow, absolutely we are. The interesting thing will be, where does it go from here? Where does the S&P, does the S&P recover? Because one thing we know about momentum is that when we pierce that, we call that a resistance level or a support level. When we pierce that, oftentimes momentum takes it a little bit further. Um, I don't know who this guy, he's a, a, a I don't know, a, a very nice looking gentleman. We'll put it that way. He seems intelligent. He doesn't well, have a name. He has one. I just don't know what it was. Oh, found it. Something from Ritz Holtz Wealth. Oh, Josh Brown. That's easy. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Brown. All right. Here we go, Mr. Brown. This is what's interesting. And Michael Sant uh, Santoli made this point earlier. Let's assume it is a recession. Pretty hard to see how we escape that at this point, given everything that's closing. Um, first of all, it's not caused by financial conditions like 2008. It's not being caused from within the financial and housing sector. It's an exogenous event, meaning the banks are as well capitalized as they Wait a minute. So I heard that exogenous event, meaning what's it? What's it stated right here from psychology dictionary? An exogenous factor results from an external influence. Hmm. Let's think about the downturns, right? So we would say that when the housing happened, that's not part of the stock market, the housing dipped. That was an external factor. We just see it today. Mm -hmm. How about the dot-com bust? That's an external factor. Everything is always 
from an external event. About 9-11, we start dot-com bubble. Then 9-11 happens. A couple idiots jump in a plane. I've never thought of a better way to describe it. Right. <laughs> external factor. Nothing to do with finance. Almost always this happens. Right. From external factors that we did not see coming. Mm-hmm. That's how it always is. And in hindsight, it always looks obvious. I wonder if this is the beginning of a downturn. We started a Google, like when we were doing a Google search, what did it say? I put it, is this the beginning? Of the end times. <laughs> right. I put recession. It's like, is the world over? Sorry, you lost in your 401k. It's done. It's gone. So getting back to it, if this is the beginning of a downturn, will we look at this and go, that was the catalyst? The coronavirus... And then the the oil fight that this market was so old and frail to begin with that it just needed a little little push, a little tip. And will we look at that as being obvious five, six, seven, eight years ago? The way we look at the dot com, the way we look at the housing as being so obvious, how did we not see it coming? Isn't that the case always when we look in the rearview mirror? Yes. So if this is affecting you, get it fixed. If somebody wasn't warning you about this, you can't get a second opinion from the person who gave you the first opinion. It doesn't really work that way. On that note, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.